I'm a local loan officer in West Palm Beach, Florida. I've been in the mortgage industry for the last eight years. I've worked in the industry throughout the country. I've closed over a thousand loans during my career, so I've seen it all. I'm on a mission to make mortgages both entertaining and educational. Welcome to Lending with Leah. This is the podcast for anyone thinking of potentially owning in the process of buying or even owns their own home. So the reason we went with the sad trombone music is because we're going to be talking about fraud yeah. today. And I think fraud's kind of a sad topic. It, it is definitely a sad topic, but it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that's important for everybody to be aware of what's going on. And yep. so today there probably be a lot of like scary music that we do in the show, <laughs> right. and like the sad trombone, but it's, I mean, I'm just going to share stories and things that I've seen just in the last three years and it'll, it's enough to scare anybody. So mm-hmm. that's what we're diving into today. And before we get into it, everyone, our guest, welcome back, Jacob Webb, the CEO and founder of Level 10 Title. Hi guys, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> I'm excited about today's topic mainly because there's it's just an awareness thing it's just bringing awareness to something and um uh and that should be scary and mm-hmm. and it probably uh, a bunch of the stuff we talk about today probably is gonna span even outside of real estate and just yeah the way fraud is going just in general well because i know like i had written down kind of on my on my notes there's title fraud yep. there's mortgage fraud yep wire fraud, insurance fraud, and they all kind of play together with one another. Yeah, it all plays together. It's all scary. And I'm going to keep saying it uh, until I'm gone. It just keeps, (laughs) it keeps evolving. It just keeps Mm -hmm. evolving. And once you figure out one thing that it's, they've, they've gone another direction. So, um, so I saw, I don't have a picture of it. I saw a, a, they were talking about the countries where most of the fraud is being a, like occurring from, right? And I was in my head thinking of different things. And I saw a picture of a bunch of people like on a floor in a big room. There must be like 50 people in, in like a third world country, all with laptops. And they're saying like, this is where it's all happening. And then all of a sudden you just start to understand how big this could be, mm-hmm. how much of a problem it is. Do you think those people that are in these foreign countries are like worried about the Palm Beach County police showing up. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? So Palm Beach County police can't even show up in some cases. It's a real problem that I think we're going to dive into today and and hopefully just shed some awareness. So we just protect ourselves as best as possible. I remember the, cause I've been in the mortgage business for nine years now, almost a decade. You didn't really hear much about fraud when I first got into it, but I remember maybe about a year in is when I heard about wire fraud for the first time. Yep. So like we used to be able to, because we get wiring instructions from the title company being the lender as well. Right. And if a buyer used to ask us as the lender, we used to be allowed to send those. Right. No problem. Right. And I remember the first time we heard about wire fraud and it was a big deal it was like <coughs> yep. it, as a lender you cannot send wiring instructions to buyers anymore right at all 
and I instruct our agents that don't ever send wire instructions. They should only come directly from the party that the wires, the money's going back and forth from, and that's mm-hmm. it. And that's that's what's scary is that people are sending out. So every time I send out a set of wiring instructions, it has my account and routing number on it. So if people just start passing that around, like that's a scary thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, can we go into story time? Yeah. Is it time for that? Yes. So when I owned, I owned a title company in 2008, sold it in 2012. Um, wire fraud wasn't like a thing. It maybe it was, but it wasn't. Wasn't so prevalent. But fraud was. And mm-hmm. so what happened to us was I get a call from my bank one day down in Miami and they said, um, hey, there's there's somebody here trying to cash a $4,900 check. Um, can you like verify whether this is yours or not? So I went and looked at my system. I was like, yeah, that's, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't have that name. I don't have that anything. And so um, make a, to make a long story, I said, no, that's fraud. Let's not do it. To make a long story short, we found out that there were, somebody had made our check stock from our oh, company. Gosh. And I have a whole nother, I could go to a company right now online and I could get, I could get, order a new set of checks for my company, like in 15 minutes, just go online and order a new set of checks. Yeah. They don't ask me, they don't make me verify that account and routing number. They don't make me verify anything. So what's Uh to keep me from doing that? So every time somebody hands you a check or somebody hands me a check, it's got my account and routing number on it. Yeah. So what's to stop somebody from going and making checks that have my account and routing number on it? Nothing. So we found out, (coughs) this was back in 2012, they did 29 $4,900 checks that I don't know what the scam was. I don't quite understand it, but they were being cashed all over the country, like check cashing stores in Iowa, check cashing stores. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what is going on? And we had to like freeze my entire account. Yeah. We had to go. And this was this was back in 2012. Which was a little while ago, but really even not not that long ago. So what we found out, just real quick, because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but we found out like the police department's like, yeah, we, you got to call the FBI. I called the FBI. The FBI says... We, there, it's it's under five grand. We're not dealing with it. Each check is a separate incident. So that's then they, why they were doing forty nine hundred. Yes. And so, think about this uh-huh. though. So each check is a separate incident. I go to the police department where our business was, and they said, "Well, no, you have to file a police report in every city where the check was deposited." So, oh dear lord, there's twenty nine different cities, um, and so. I go to my bank, like, what are we going to do? Bank's covering the loss. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, that was it. Like, the bank just covered the loss. And I just said, I just thought to myself, I'm in the wrong business. Like, (laughs) like, what am I doing? And, um, And so what I can tell you is that that was in 2012. The fraud has evolved immensely now to where they're... Almost anything can be fabricated 
and the wire fraud. So I don't know where we want to start. Do we want to just start with wire fraud? Yeah, let's start. Let's start with wire fraud and maybe talk a little on like how that happens. Because I know I had just mentioned like I can't send wiring instructions. Right. But why is that? Why is it not okay for so me to send them? Every time, every time you send out wiring instructions, whether it's your wiring instructions or you're sending out an account and routing number. So. Mm-hmm. These are getting hijacked in like people's emails and yahoos and whatever. And so I'll send you a set of wiring instructions and then it's hacked in the hack bill. <laughs> the hack bill, the magical, <laughs> I don't know it, the evil. I, I, it's like, yeah, the evil it, cloud of hacking. I don't know where it, it's getting hacked, but it gets hacked and then it shows up in your account, your email with a new account number and routing or whatever it is. And and that's how it's happening where like things are getting intercepted, right? Yeah. So this is not this is not an uncommon thing in the the world outside of real estate. This is not an uncommon thing, right? Yeah. Where people are getting emailed spams, they're getting, you know, whatever all of the the technolo- technology sort of things are. This is happening. And so it just now it started happening with wire instructions and wires. And so I can only tell you of stories that I've heard of or that I've seen. And I'm not, so this is, there's no speculation here. This is, um, I've had people sending money to fake title companies. Um, I've heard of uh, people having their wires intercepted and it never actually arriving and they don't know where it's, where it went. Um, There's, there's all sorts of like, so there's, there I is. I had a client that wired 300, not, not my client personally yeah. think of, but in the company I worked for, they wired $300,000, their down payment and closing costs for yeah. a home. The wiring instructions had been intercepted. They wired $300,000 to yeah. God knows who. Yeah. Just poof, gone. And, and once it's, once it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's just gone. And so. It's a high tech problem. Would we agree? Like oh, yeah. when you're intercepting emails and changing things and you're this is a this is a high tech problem, right? So to me, I'm sure there's somebody out there way smarter than me um, that's gonna figure out a way to secure it better and do some type of two factor this and I'm sure. Yeah. But um I'm not that guy. So the um I'm going low tech to, to solve a yeah. high tech problem. I'm going low tech. And, and so to me, you got to go old school, right? Uh-huh. So I now send out wiring instructions that are missing account numbers. And if you want the account number, you have to physically call me. And then I have to ask you questions of like, just so I can make sure I'm dealing with the person that's actually yeah. buying the home and doing the, and we're just talking about wire fraud. And when you start getting into like identity stuff, I mean, I got some good stories on that one. So my thought process is for any of our listeners is that if you're sending your wiring instructions to anybody or you're um, sending a wire, you got to verbally verify. Mm -hmm. Right. And it might be a pain in the butt. I, I have a bunch of agents who have always wanted me just to like they get frustrated because it's so um, difficult 
right? There's just, yeah. we want to make our jobs. Uh, can you send me the wired instructions and I'll send them to my client. I want to make my client's life easy. It's like those days are gone. They're yeah. just gone because there's, here's the problem with it is it only takes one time, mm -hmm. right? One, one time can, can ruin your life, your business yeah. one time. And so you can't, and they only have to be, they only have to be right one time, right? You have to be right every time. Mm -hmm. And so to me, like I had a class that I did not too long ago where I just was telling, telling the, the, like, you just got to slow down, like slow down, take your time, make sure you understand everything that's going on. Okay, Jake, I'm sending this much. This is what I'm doing. What's mm -hmm. the, does that make sense? Like, yeah, you have to go the other direction because, um, it, it's, it's a real thing. It's happening. I was in some type of FBI podcast uh, a few months ago where I was watching and they had some crazy statistics on on what the wire fraud stuff is and it's not even like close to the top of the list of just fraud in general um, oh that's kind of scary it is very <laughs> it's all very scary um and it doesn't mean be scared and don't do anything it just means slow down yeah pay make attention it all make sense which leads more to know the people you're doing transactions, know the people you're involved with. Like you gotta yeah. know the people. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's wire fraud. That's a, that's a definite. That's a sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I can't even push the magical button. It's, it's magical. not magical. But it's a real thing. And so we want, I just wanna, I wanna, and I, I mean, I send 15 wires a day. I receive 10, 15 wires a day. Um, I, it's something I'm, always dealing with, mm -hmm. always looking at. And I just don't have any tolerance for like, like I'm, I, 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 you know, I'm too busy to do, well, you know, to me that sends up a red flag. If you're too busy to, to, to like take the time to make sure the wiring instructions are correct. Like that, I'm sorry, I, I that sends up a red yeah. flag. Like you, you don't have to follow a lot to be aware that there's wire fraud going on. So, and so this is a real thing. And because most transactions now are done by wire, uh -huh. it's it's an easy target for yeah. a big chunk of money. Well, especially when you're dealing with real estate. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of people who pay cash for homes, large down payments, yep. or even if you're doing a small down payment, that might be yep. someone's entire life savings yep. too. So let me share something. It's gonna pivot a little bit. Um, so Palm Beach County, I, I'll speak to Palm Beach County because I'm in Palm Beach County and, and I know Broward does this as well. Uh, Palm Beach County has a fraud alert system, right? It's a free fraud alert system. Um, if you just Google Palm Beach County fraud alert, um, it'll pop up. It's real easy. You put your name, email, and then they'll alert you uh, anytime that something's recorded that's in your name. Um, mm. And then, which is obviously, it goes to more than just... Um, real estate, but it's a part of it, right? Yeah. So it's Palm Beach County Fraud Alert. Just Google that. It's free of charge. There's companies out there that offer it as a paid service, but it's you don't need that. Um, however, people say, ask me all the time, like, Jake, is this real estate fraud? Like, is it like really a thing? Like, is it something I should really yeah. be concerned about? <laughs> and I just say, I don't know. Like, the county thought it was enough of an issue to put together an alert system to alert you if fraud is going on. Mm -hmm. So it's clearly going on. I called the county. I talked to the county. Um, I think it was Joe Abruzzo's office and, and a, a very nice uh, uh, lady that worked for his office called me back. 
And I asked them, I told them about the issues with like fraud and, and deed fraud and things like that. And, mm -hmm. and she said that we, we know it's an issue. They know it's an issue. Um, they're so focused right now on the elderly population um, and fraud that's happening with that demographic, <sighs> which mm -hmm. I, I know. It's like, for instance, um, my, my wife's parents live with us and, mm -hmm. and every once a week it can be like, Hey, Google called me today. And or like Amazon called me or I go, no, Google doesn't call you. No. Amazon doesn't call you. No. And so they understand that it's going on, but there's a population within our, our, our section of, of people that are, are really targets right now. And it's that elderly, elderly mm -hmm. population. So we have to do what we can to protect ourselves. But that's what I tell people is that they, they thought it was enough of an issue to put an alert system in place. It, it's an issue. You should pay attention. I know people that it's happened to personally, not, not even just, you know, clients, but friends right. and family that have had fraud or been right. taken advantage of in different ways. Like yep. I'm sure just about everyone can yep. talk on someone that's been affected by it. I think everything we talk about here today should lead you back to know the people you're working with. Period. Mm -hmm. Make sure you know who they are. Build a relationship with them. Um, it, does that make sense? And like, yeah. just so that everything kind of kind of lines up. Because we got wire fraud. Um, you've got. Uh, I don't. You want to talk about mortgage fraud? <laughs> I, I know that. I know that's going on. Yeah. There's. So with mortgage fraud, I mean, there's a couple different things. I mean, my examples are more so I've caught a few people, right? Usually I get one really good case of fraud every year right. with a right. client. So I'll, I'll touch on this one because it's probably one of the most intricate and one of my most favorite yeah. ones. Um, so this I had just gotten into the industry maybe one, two years in and I was working for a builder's lender mm -hmm. and I had this client and we're going along just fine. Everything's fine. No issues. But then one day I get a call from the employer okay. of the client and the employer starts talking to me and they're like, you know, you received a verification of employment from us on X date. I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, that verification of employment was intercepted Ooh. by the buyer Ooh. and he filled it out. The buyer had filled it out. Um, so it was actually, it was a she. She filled it out. Uh, turns out she had actually been stealing money from the business, mm. falsifying employment records. So she was providing false pay stubs, false, well, technically. She gave herself a raise? She gave herself a yeah, raise. Okay. A very nice, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never seen the secretary make yeah. $175,000 oh. a year, but. You know, we had all this yeah. document documentation for it uh, until the employer called and was like, "I'm, you know, she's getting arrested, yep. this and that. And then turns out as we started digging into it more, because when this kind of stuff comes up, we have departments on the mortgage side right. that'll really do fraud investigation. Right. And turned out it was actually a mother son or a stepmom stepson conspiracy because we had the stepson was actually doing another loan with us uh, with the same builder but they had different last names but we were able to connect the two 
So their whole like plot or ploy was they were stealing money from this company because they both worked at the same company, falsifying each other's employment records, and then taking the stolen money from the company to put into real estate. So they were trying to buy up as many homes as they could. Are you like, you can't make this stuff up. Can't make it it up. I got a good one for you. (laughs) So I'll talk about when everything started becoming more technologically um, advanced. Advanced is probably the right word. That's so now the fraud's just easier. And and Mm -hmm. so, for instance, um, 2012, we used to send recordings. When we did a closing, we would record it at the courthouse. We used to send the physical recordings to the courthouse. You had Uh to physically send the documents or walk them up or whatever. Physically take them to the courthouse. Um, Now, it's all done electronically, all the recordings. So they're not part of that was you have to record an original document. So now, because of how advanced technology is, you can record, like you don't need the actual document anymore. It's like, oh. it's a scanned image. It's a scanned version of the document. So, um, so they, um, so that is like allowed things to evolve from like mm-hmm. documents getting recorded. Um, closings, we do closings. So since COVID, it has become completely acceptable for, 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 Closings to be separate. So it used to be if I did 20 closings in a month, we had 20 closings. Buyers and sellers used to close together. Mm-hmm. Now they're all done separate, right? And it's mobiles here and mobiles there. And this is so that everything's and that's completely acceptable now way of doing it. Yep. Um, I can right now, if I was smart enough to do this, but I could right now probably go through the process of buying an entire home without meeting with a single person, oh, yeah. including the notary, right? Mm-hmm. I could probably pull that off with some thought out. Um, so I can go through that whole process and get it recorded without actually ever meeting a person. We do know, I don't know how to do this, but we do know that people can get fake IDs and people can get f- social security numbers. And f- you, we I know this one. is a thing, right? I had one when uh, last week's episode, when we were talking on like husbands and wives and whatnot. I had one where the husband showed up with his mistress at closing with a fake ID for his wife. That's my point. That's my point. (laughs) And so if I know that I can get, it's really going to be about like the guy that knows how to get the fake ID and the fake identity partnering mm-hmm. up with a guy like me that knows how to, to navigate the system. Um, but it's that person that could actually go through an entire transaction, um, have m- multiple loans going on a single home, could um, uh, potentially steal a home out from underneath somebody. Uh, how does that work? Like how would someone- That, I'm gonna be honest with you, is a whole nother show. <laughs> Because uh, I just got a 10 minute flashing thing and and like all I can tell you, I, I it's easy. That's all I can yeah. say right now. I can explain it. Um, so I did an exercise a few months ago where I made a fake deed. Uh-huh. Um, and the deed was um, from like Spider-Man to Superman and like Wonder Woman was the um, 
But what I was able to was a witness. Mm -hmm. What I was able to do, though, was I was able to make this document that is 100% recordable in the current setup for recording. And so I wanted to, like, post it online. But then I was like, I might go to jail for this. Like, that's actually not a a thing that... But it's so easy to do. Yeah. Like, I literally, um, because of technology and how advanced it is... um, and because you don't have to verify original documents anymore. Um, but the fraud, the fraud that's going on happens all over the place. Like I had somebody that, that faked the wife signing, very similar to what you were talking mm-hmm. about. They brought it to a notary. The notary was involved. Like we're relying on the notary to be yeah. our verification. Like, uh, well, what happens when that breaks down? And that's what happened. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm doing a I'm doing a police lineup with the sheriff's department to 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 do. To, oh, I had to I, I had to really? identify the person that was in the closing with me. Like this just happened in 2022. It just happened, and oh and so um, where he went and bought another house and like left his wife out and faked and forged the whole thing. And so with the way that you can now do mobile closings and these are acceptable things and you're you know you've got people that own land that are targets like i'm now verifying the identity of people through their driver's license where it cuts through to the dmv and there's a whole like process for it um all i know is it's happening it's going on it's way bigger and deeper than anybody thinks Mm -hmm. Uh, and nobody it's like lightning Right. So I used to I I still coach. I coach at a high school. I coach lacrosse when the kids were young. I used to coach. And if there was ever a sniff of lightning or like a storm. Yeah. I'm clearing out inside. And I remember people used to get upset at me. I was in charge of the whole field, like all the 10 practices. And I'd clear the whole field and people be upset. I'm like, I don't care because it only takes one time. Yeah. One time. And so in this scenario, it's the same thing. Um, that it only takes one time and it like completely alters the course of your life. And like, what if you've been saving money for your whole life to buy your first home? And what if it's your 10th home and you've been parlaying money over the years and it's gone in an instant? Like, yeah. So um, it would be foolish to think that it, it couldn't happen to you. There's probably a low percentage that it would happen to you, but should you stand out in the middle of the rainstorm with your golf club up in the sky? Like there's no, there's no point. And so that's really why I'm, I'm passionate about this. Um, I've been working on, um, the wire fraud is one thing you, we talked about the mortgage fraud. What about insurance fraud? So that's a big thing in our counties here. Yeah. So insurance fraud, um, I, I just, my insurance just almost tripled and I was, I was, just complaining and just upset and I talked to my agent and he's just like it's just all the lawsuits and Mm -hmm. the amount of like just lawsuits and things that are going on and I don't understand it um you probably have to get a really good insurance person to go through it but I I know it's happening it's easy fraud and it's everyday people doing it right well one of my insurance guys explained a little bit to me that so here, and it, the I think the laws just need to be revamped. Right. But there's a like a grace period, like a really obnoxious grace period from okay. a storm. 
So it's like two to three years after hurricane hits. For damage? You get two to three years after the storm to claim damage from the storm. So you have these people that they just want a new roof and it's been two years and they're like, oh, let me like, I'll throw some damage up there. Yep. Hurricane Ian did it two yep. years ago, but I'm just claiming it now, but they have this grace period yep. to claim the damage. <laughs> I don't know all the details, but my <sighs> understanding is that that is what it is, that it's, it's things like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's the insurance version of like ambulance chasers and and it's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but it's it's attorneys and I'm not bashing attorneys, but I'm just telling you what was told to me and I had a nice lengthy conversation with my insurance guy literally yesterday. And um and so that's my understanding. Um but that it's not and it but it's not what's really interesting about the insurance fraud is it's not like fraudsters. They're yeah. like bad guys. It's like everyday people. That are that are doing it mm -hmm. and and they consider it a gray area when it's probably not a gray area and i'm actually concerned that like how did how do you roll this whole thing back right oh gosh. because it's it's one of the main things besides the taxes but it's one of the main things that, that make living here so unaffordable for people well that's and, just you know you know home prices are through the roof Yep. Our taxes are pretty moderate, I'd say. They're not low, but they're not high compared to some other areas. Well, they're high because the values went up so high. And that may be what's yes. overinflated, but that's a whole other story. So, But the insurance, you know, so like for me, I'm licensed in Arizona and Florida. Yep. And just homeowners insurance and property taxes. Someone could qualify for a $500,000 home in Arizona and a $300,000 home here just because, just because of the, of the taxes tax. and the insurance. Yeah, and that's a real thing. And so uh, none of anything that we've talked about today, none of it's going to help with, with these problems, no. right? Except that, like, just know, put a good plan together, know, know who you're working with, know mm -hmm. the people that are involved. Um, it, it's a, I have a whole nother thing, the deed fraud is to me it's it's just out of control like, yeah with fake deeds they're not hard to do um people overseas i'm just guessing people overseas you could if you play your cards right you could buy a home or you could change the deed on a home and you could do three simultaneous refinances on the same home without any of the lenders of the title company being aware. It would be an orchestrated sort of thing. Right? Yeah. But you could you could pull it off. And as much I, I wish I was a bad guy. Like, <laughs> I'm like You I, almost need like a bad guy turned good guy that's got the mind well, of a bad because guy. I, I know that it would take so just think about this. And if this should be what should scare all of us into, like, what do we do? Um, I could take a year of planning, mm -hmm. take a year of planning, and I could figure out how to change the ownership, get loans, and, and do a whole entire real estate transaction on 10 homes simultaneously 
to where I'm walking away with, you know, let's say like just I'm walking away with five million bucks in yeah. a year and then like I'm gone. Like I just disappear. Like I know I could do it. Oh, it happens all the time. It does happen. And so what ha my concern is that when I think about that picture of the guys overseas in a third world country in a room with 100 people with all with laptops and they're and they're like this is where it's all like they're not concerned about because somebody had said to me once well yeah but then you get the police after these people overseas they don't care about the police like no they're not so it, it's there are things again i've been working on something like this deed this fake deed recording thing like it, because now you can record electronically and you can Mm -hmm. Like there's a low, I, I, I figured out a low tech solution for how to do this. I'm just trying to piece it all together. But, and again, somebody said, yeah, but is it really going to happen? And I say the same thing. Oh, like a broken record. I don't know. Palm Beach County put a fraud alert system together. So clearly something's going on. Yeah. Right. And when you, when you call the county, when you call the county, that's my mom calling me. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you call the county and you ask them like I have been frauded. I have the fraud alert system. I've been frauded. Mm -hmm. What do I do now? You got to go see the police. There's not a mechanism for like unringing the bell or like, and that's yeah. what we want to work on. That's what, and the only reason I'm saying this because the county people I know wouldn't like this um, is like we just need to come up with a solution, right? The solution that's going to protect us from all this different type of stuff, but ignoring mm -hmm. it is, is not, is, is not uh, no. be a thing. It's so. like burying your head in the sand doesn't get you anywhere. And, and, and the banks, the banks, I'm just talking about the thing I talked about earlier with the fake checks, um, them just paying it all off. Like that's just, that's not going to, that's, those aren't the answers. There's gotta be a way to figure this stuff out. Mm -hmm. I hate to be the guy to like, bring all these problems with no solutions, but it's just, we have to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. Well, and just get a conversation started around yeah. it. Someone's got the answer somewhere or a collective group. Yeah, it might it. be. I mean, I've, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I know the answer for wire fraud is to go extremely low tech, mm -hmm. right? Pick up the phone and call, right? It's, uh, so when somebody, so listen to this, when somebody's, selling land now when they're selling a piece of land uh -huh. i'm required to send them a letter that says you know we have a contract for your property blah 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 and i'm supposed to put a secret passcode on the on the letter so i put a secret passcode on the letter oh my god i am only allowed to mail it to them certified mail uh-huh which i just send at fedex i'm only allowed to mail it to them on the address that is on public records on the property appraiser's website, not an address they gave me. Uh -huh. yeah, I can that only send it to whatever's on the property appraiser's website. Mm. And then I am not allowed to close that transaction until they call me and, and with recite the back with the passcode. Correct. That's a, f I mean, but that's low tech. You know what I'm saying? That's a low tech way to do it, but I'm now required on all land deals to yeah. do that. Um, I mean, there were people putting, I, I heard of one, there was people putting um, um, like a piece of land's worth $200,000, goes on, on the market for a hundred and they get like 50 offers overnight 
and they're just collecting the escrow deposits. Like, oh, that and hurts. I know, I know of two people in the same office who had put a contract on the same property. And the only reason I found out about it is because they both were using me as their title company. And I was like, wait a second, this is two. And one of them sent off the escrow money. Oh. The other one did not. Because the other one thought, like, something's off here. Yeah. Why is something just felt it. What, if, if you're selling it for 100 grand, it's worth two. Something's off. And it wound up that this, this person that did this fraud, like, had gotten several hundred thousand dollars worth of like ten thousand dollar escrow deposits. Eek. So it's again, it's one of those things. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Just take your time. Make sure everything lines up. Um, you know, if it doesn't pass the sniff test, you know, nothing wrong with asking some probing questions. Yeah. You know, like to find out what's going on. And I get that too. Even as a loan, some people are like, "Oh, I'm going to give you all my like life information. I want to know who you are." And I'm like. Duh. (laughs) Like, why don't more people ask me that? Of course you want to know who I am. I call, I'm asking for your social. I'm asking for your date of birth. I'm asking for your app. You know, it's, it's, I, when people say all the time, like, I I don't know that this is you. I said, you know what? I'm glad you're asking, you know, like, yeah, I'd like to get the information, but I understand you being skeptical. Call your agent, verify that I am who we're working with. Does that make sense? Like get a third party to sort of verify. That's a safe thing to do, but um, again, all of this stuff is scary. All of it's manageable. Um, I, well, there's not a solution to it except to just protect your family, protect yourself, uh, pay attention to what's going on. Uh, you know, and, and we're just talking about real estate stuff. I know. And real estate fraud on that little FBI thing I did wasn't even close to the top of like the fraud stuff that's going on. Um, that's crazy. Like, like by like, three or four times like it was crazy so um so it's just a way yeah i don't know it's just you got to protect yourself exactly and the best way to protect yourself is use people you know use people you know i agree like us and jacob where can people find you um it's jacob webb so it's jweb at level 10 title.com and it's the number 10 so jweb w-e-b-b at level 10 title.com or my office number is 561-899-0996. And you guys know where to find me. Lending with Leah, all the major platforms, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. And there's a Gmail, lendingwithleah at gmail.com. We will see you guys next week for part three of our little mini series. All I, about investing. I don't have a TikTok. You, sh- you should get a TikTok. I don't know. It seems like that's what my kids do. I but. just post to TikTok. Okay. I don't, I can't. Right. It's too much, but I'll post a video on TikTok. I don't think TikTok. anybody wants to see me dancing on TikTok, so. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week, we will see you guys then.